0: Listeners, welcome back to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast, where we discuss movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host Rob, and joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff.
1: Hello.
2: Hell yeah, we're back. It's Monday. Let's go. Let's go.
0: Monday. Monday, minute 136. In this minute, Bruce Ismay gets on a lifeboat. But before we get there, this minute starts with Cal and Lovejoy cutting through the bridge area. Budgers. They're budging.
2: Is there really any, I mean, is there cutting at this point in the proceedings?
0: well someone someone tells them not to do that they say uh oh that's right they will go through there I guess it wouldn't be is budging I know is a very midwest term that's only for like if you cut in line they're just I don't what they're not what they're doing isn't budging right
2: they uh they're almost trespassing because they don't they cut through the middle of the ship they, which you're not they supposed do. to do
0: I'm sure they walked by captain Smith not well, doing anything <laughs> that guy
2: cut that guy caught a glimpse of Cal's uh, grimace, and he's like, whoa, better not mess with that guy. Cal's face is amazing.
1: One time at Six Flags Great America, uh, did you guys ever go on a field trip, and the teachers t- did the if you're late back to the bus, we're leaving without you threat? That was uh, pretty much every
2: field trip, I think.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, but I, I was never I mean, late. Em-
2: em- empty threat, but yeah, I, I heard that many times.
1: I can say definitively that leaving someone behind uh, on a field trip is not worth it for the lesson that you give, <laughs> but that's another matter. Uh, Where so I was joke. waiting in line for the giant drop. Do you guys? As I, I'm not sure if every Six Flags theme park has this ride, but I w- assume you guys are at least familiar with its basic basic premise. Yeah, up the I think what? So. Yeah, the giant okay. drop. Yeah, you yeah. Uh, go up. That's what happened when thing. I had
0: puberty.
2: <laughs> Let him talk, Rob.
0: Sorry. <laughs> go ahead.
1: Um, I'm just going to let that go. So, uh, we, we were in line for it. It was a new ride at the time, which shows my age a little bit, I guess. Um, and we were like, we're not going to get through in time to make it to the bus. And I was in ninth grade, I think. And like, I was a a rule follower Mm -hmm. and, uh, at the time, extremely naive and anxious. I was like, wow, if they're gonna leave without me and my parents are gonna be so mad. So I was like, well, we also don't have time to like wade our way back through the line to go back to the start. So I felt extremely stuck and didn't know what to do. So I turned to my companions and I looked at this fence. I was like, well, look at that, that fence right there. If we just hop over that, I can tell that it's just a walkway on the other side. So we just hop that fence and then we can just we're, we're out of this ride area and we can walk to the bus or we could run to the bus and then we won't be late. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like competing anxieties about breaking the rules of hopping that fence or being late to the bus and getting in trouble for that. So I weighed which one, the idea of which one made me least miserable. And I was like, I'm hopping that fence. So I hopped the fence and as I'm in the air going down, I realized I was extremely wrong about where we were. <laughs> And all I saw around were like <laughs> like sheds and like wheelbarrows and all this employee equipment. And then two security guards on break looking up <laughs> with a shocked look <laughs> on their face. So I did what anyone would do Just in that a, situation. Just a high school
2: student drops from the sky all of a sudden. <laughs>
1: so, so there's only one thing you can do in that situation, right? Yeah, you run. Of course you run. Just So yeah. it was on step number 12 when I hit the wet concrete. Oh, oh no. What is, is this... <laughs>
2: Is this a, is this a Buster Japlin Keaton routine with here? them? Yeah.
1: With them just yelling, "Stop! Stop! You're gonna <laughs> ruin everything." We'll help you get out of here. And I'm just running, and I must have I must have left at least twenty footsteps behind in this wet concrete, which I hope is still there as a. <laughs> I was memory. gonna say, I
2: hope I hope it's still there as a testament to your anxious impulse.
1: And ultimately, I found my way out and made it to the bus uh, about one minute before. They insisted it was going to leave, and then I waited on the bus for another 25 minutes till the rest of the kids got back, and then we drove back.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> did you show up just covered in concrete and uh, act, act like nothing happened?
1: It was like, it wasn't so wet where you like, your foot would sink in more than oh, like, just it was like maybe a, a quarter inch, so it would leave like the, the, a footprint, but it didn't um, actually like sink in like <laughs> where, where articles of clothing are left behind with each step. Wow. That's amazing.
2: That's a good one. So what was the lesson time,
0: learned
1: for you? Uh, the teachers are liars. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> uh, one time, for no real good reason, I, me and some friends in, I think, junior high, like eighth grade, we are walking to a, a pizza place to hang out. And Was it old, called Pizza Place? It's uh, Devani's, if you want to know. It's uh, Twin Cities. Pizzeria chain. It's pretty good. Anyway, old Duff said we should cut through the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and you were you were old at the time.
2: Uh, yeah, Perpet- yes.
1: Because you were born old, right?
2: Uh, but I'm not making this up. By eighth grade, I was fully grown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Someone has peak early.
2: Yes, or or don't peak. But whatever. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, and the weird thing is, like, this this was a, a cemetery, like, in the middle of our suburb. And so, like, we could have easily avoided, like, cutting through it and hopping this fence if we had just gone, like, not even half a block, like, a quarter block to the right and then just kept going in that direction. But I was like, no, nah, no, nah, we should jump the fence and go through the cemetery because that's a thing I thought would be cool.
0: You wanted that marinara, man.
2: <laughs> you know It's uh, uh, the the straightest It's as the crow flies I was not going to take any detours
1: I'm waiting for the when, part of the story where a skeleton I... chases you
2: Yep And then we had a satanic ritual And <laughs> uh,
1: When I was a kid
0: uh, when Actually when I was in, in uh, Middle school Our middle school and high school were attached But for whatever reason which makes no sense to me Thinking back of this um, there's some things about growing up in a small town, rural area that you think are normal, but then when you start thinking about it, it maybe wasn't. So our elementary school was actually quite a few miles away, but still in town. But that's where we had to practice at. So, you know, you get a with of middle school, and then you have to go all the way to elementary school to practice, and none of us have cars. So you would walk there, but we found the best way to walk there would be to, like, go up to where this park was and then walk through... A farmer's field uh, to get to, to to get to basketball, but this is of course basketball is a winter sport, so it'd be in the middle of the winter, and it'd just be like you know, like ten like middle school kids trudging through like foot and a half of snow. To just, like, get to another school to then play basketball. It sounds like I was born in the 30s as I tell this story. It's,
2: this it, this sounds like a story you embellish to kids to make them think I, how good they have it.
0: I absolutely am not making it up. I am not making this up. We would have to walk through a farmer's field <laughs> to then get to basketball on the old peach tree hoop. I don't the know. Old, I mean, it's... The old peach tree.
1: <laughs> when did they start letting black people play with you? <laughs>
0: uh... I <laughs> we'd have to, Spooner would have to have a black child a black person oh, living there no. first. And that hasn't yeah. happened yet. Still <laughs> you know. um, Rob Rob yeah. is the
2: blackest person in Spooner. <laughs>
0: That's because I listened to a tribe called he, Quest once. Yeah,
1: he, <laughs> he was the only kid in the school that saw Friday. Oh
0: <laughs> uh, alright. Uh are we ready to go back to Titanic? Uh okay. sure. Uh, uh, you guys did ac- did excellent. I had a question asking if you guys have ever trespassed, and well done, both of you, unprompted. Okay. I'm, I'm I've, unprompted. Also tra- um, I've, I've also I've m- also trespassed many many times. In yeah.
2: answer to that. <laughs> uh, I've also trespassed on old uh, Civil War barracks in uh, at Fort Snelling, and man, that place is spooky, which is like the intent. We're yeah, but that was pretty fun.
1: We used to sneak into an old glue factory. really scary too Forcing
0: around in there
1: yeah um you know we really had to hoof it out of there if someone came
0: <laughs> okay so um <sighs> so oh. we cut we
2: cut back to uh, before
0: be- before that I have one question I have a comment on here the angle on the steady cam is interesting isn't it it's a bit of a Dutch angle a little uh little canted angle as he goes through there
2: yeah at which you don't often see. So did James Cameron like throw out his neck doing that maybe? I don't know.
0: Well, so I have t- a question that do you think that is just because the ship is listening and it's sort of meant to be like, hey, look at the boats moving around. So, you know, the angle's crazy. Or are we starting to look and feel Cal mentally breaking down? Hmm. Well, maybe. Let's maybe. see what happens later. <laughs> Yeah, see what
2: happens to old Cal. Um,
0: But yes, we go to Ismay. uh, What a sad man. (laughs) Well, uh, let's let's get to this. Oh come on! (laughs) Just hold on, okay? He spots somebody dumped an
1: industrial strength sized barrel of Vaseline on his head before he got onto (laughs) that boat.
2: (laughs) Captain Flop Sweat.
0: It is very. very, He looks like he was just kicked
1: out of an orgy (laughs) for bringing bad Coke.
0: Speaking of trespassing, um, yeah, so he comes, he spots his opportunity here, and he gets in the lifeboat.
2: Plays it real cool as well.
0: <laughs> well, he yeah, he, he, Murdoch stares at him, and Ismay never turns to make eye contact. He just sort of keeps looking on, and then Murdoch lowers the boat. So I have two questions for you guys. Question number one, would you have said something if you were Murdoch? Uh,
1: yes.
2: Maybe I mean time is time is of the essence, but I'd like to think I would have called out something. I would have announced really loudly it's like designer of the ship, Bruce Ismay, everybody, joining you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that I, I like that. I like that. Joe, what would you have said? I can't top duffs. Okay. I I think I would have probably played it similar to Murdoch, which is stare at him and be like, you know, he's gonna look at me and I'm gonna tell him something and then he never looked, so then I would just be like, Oh, maybe it wasn't him. I didn't really see. (laughs) I don't know. Question number two. This is where people are going to get mad. But in this situation that we see, Murdoch says, Prepare to lower, at which point Bruce Ismay jumps into the empty spot. Is he wrong? It was an empty spot on a lifeboat that no one else was in.
2: Uh, What do you mean, wrong?
0: Well, I mean, he could have stayed. I guess, right? And I mean, I I generally don't think he should have survived this because of you know how arrogant he was throughout the whole thing, and you know his decisions that he told Captain Smith, you know, probably led to this. But like in this scene, the way it's portrayed, it is an it's like a boat with an empty seat going down.
1: So are you, you're no one saying would have taken it? I think he would have filled it with somebody else.
2: Yeah, I mean, there were obviously still a lot of women up on the the
0: deck. But Murdoch so. says, "Lower, prepare to lower the boat." Like but he's like, "All right, we're ready to go. Lower the there. boat." No, he not. says that before he gets on it. No. He says, All right. "He says, yeah." yeah. So that's why I was thinking, rewatching it, like I don't know.
1: Well, maybe he, maybe you just can't tell, and he nudges the person to his left really hard <laughs> when he gets in, and then the person on the other end of the bench fell off the boat, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Dr. Mario. It's just
0: like. <laughs> Got pushed off and fell over. <laughs> Alright, well, if he did that, then he's absolutely in the wrong. I agree. Shouldn't have done that. Um Maybe I he's also... sitting on
1: top of an infant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this nice little seat warmer. Uh <laughs> that said, I do really like the sequence, guys. And I enjoy Jonathan Hyde as Bruce Ismay. His like shame on this on this like boat being lowered down, uh, I think is, is, is well played.
2: He is ba- <laughs> He looks like Dewey Cox needing more and less blankets.
0: Yes. <laughs> 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 Roll hard. Um, then we go on to the deck. We have lie Toller takes one of the little girls out of the arms of her father. And the uh, father is left telling his family, Goodbye for a little while. There will be another boat for the daddies. This boat is for the mommies and the children.
2: Uh, there will um, be a boat for the, the rich daddies.
1: Well, <laughs> he also makes it cut, sound you, like you, like caught to a boat with a bunch of guys wearing leather dancing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's raining, man. It's just blasting. <laughs> the, the Tobias the, Fumke the, is the, on it. It's boat the boat from the first episode the of, rest <laughs> of Development. It's full of hot cops.
0: Oh man! Also, I kind of like how that that like thing that the dad implies is sort of like, listen, no childless people are getting on any lifeboats. Don't worry. <laughs> it's daddies and mommies. No one else. People like Cal, Lovejoy, Jack—they're not getting on a boat.
2: Yeah. Don't worry, they're uh, all gonna die too. Yes.
0: <laughs> he he finishes a sentence like I'm not your real dad. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a divorce. Uh,
1: <laughs> your mom is just my beard. That's why I'm getting on the on the boat with the daddies.
0: Your mom's real frigid, so I'm staying here. It's the same anyways. <laughs> God <laughs> That said as much as I make fun of it, this guy's uh this dad's It's this legit dad's, sad. It's really sad and his like his false cheer with his delivery is heartbreaking. Like him yeah. just trying to like be like, Oh, it's, it's gonna be fine. This is gonna be fine. And knowing it's not gonna be fine, and like the mom knowing it's not gonna be fine, and I don't think the i think the kids realize it too. Um but Light taller doesn't give a crap, he just <laughs> Pulls the kid out of his dad's arms. Hey, dad's he's, arms.
2: he's got a job to do and lives to save. He he doesn't have time for the sentimentality.
0: He's got a he's got a. He has to that survive Lord Lord so he can be him.
2: on the Hindenburg or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the what, Hindenburg. What were Dunkirk. the other? What were the other Dunkirk?
0: Wasn't there like Dunkirk. one other
2: off, awful thing he was a part of too?
0: He was part of something
1: in World War One as well.
2: Yeah, like Got he was, was in World War One, and then had yeah. to be in Dunkirk. Yeah. His, he, his, yeah. Gr- his
1: grandchildren were on United 93.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um,
2: he took a, his vacation to Chernobyl was ruined.
0: <laughs> uh, he had to get that little girl in there before... Bruce Ismay found that empty seat. They knew all the all the all the lifeboat guys, all the crew guys. Like you got to feel that fast. Ismay's prowling around for an empty spot. I wish that uh, Cal was
2: still up there, just doing his. Uh, so uh, got, got any space? Got that
0: deal? Because this is that part of the boat that uh, no one was at, right? With Murdoch, e- that was like yes. the empty side. Um, Rose watched this all unfold, guys, and I have a quick deleted scene. It's very quick. This is the only deleted, only deleted scene of the week. It's number twenty. Um, so Rose watches this happen, and then uh, we see her as a, a gentleman approaches her and hands her a letter, and he says, "Get this to my wife in Des Moines, Iowa." And he kind of keeps talking, and this is sort of similar to the 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 father in the scene. He's kind of got this false cheerfulness where he's just like, "She just celebrated her fiftieth birthday," and you're not going to believe that of course you'll think she's 35 and he kind of like keeps you know saying this as he hands her and rose kind of just stares at him like in disbelief and then like just the chaos of what's going on um he sort of like you know leaves the picture essentially and then we we go back to where how tomorrow's minute begins
2: wait so does rose get a letter to deliver She,
0: she gets a letter from him but we don't i haven't seen if she actually delivers it oh um there's still 10 more deleted scenes guys so maybe it's in one of those
2: is it now'm um, I wonder if there's a deleted scene that's like the end of castaway but with old bag of bones Rose going to some place in Iowa like I forgot about this
0: yeah <laughs> and here's your volleyball <laughs> uh <laughs> that's all I have for this minute Joe if you don't have anything else uh, I think it's time for Google group Monday
1: mm-hmm
2: well today group was group Monday today was a real downer and the post is kind of a downer for other reasons super <laughs> uh, so this is uh, from uh, March no sorry May 24th 1998 uh, this is from Jake Dawson <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> d-a-w-s-i-n oh my god but it is titled loser rose killed jack (laughs) (laughs)
1: uh
2: for all you rose lovers out there bear in mind that jack may have lived but for roses acting like an evil child i think rob wrote this he went I
0: come on
2: uh rose should have jumped off stern of titanic when she had a chance obviously (laughs) she was emotionally (laughs) obviously she was emotionally ill which is a phrase i want to enter the lexicon emotionally ill so much in fact that she climbs over the railing the world would have been better off without her but she didn't jump and in the process killed jack by getting him involved Uh, that's
1: quite a take
2: (laughs) no i'm not done there there's this is a six point uh, manifesto here.
1: Which uh, incel message board did you get this from? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rose knew all about Jack's. Or sorry, Rose knew all about Cal's jealous tendencies before she went to meet Jack on the staircase. She had to know he would do something crazy if she dated Jack. Remember that she was Cal's guest on Titanic, and she paid him back by going out with another man and making a fool of him. Three. Rose seduces Jack by taking off her clothes and posing nude. I guess she expected Cal to say, "You go, girl." She knew (laughs) Cal. There's, there's like ten O's and a couple. It's girl with a couple uh, U's. Mm -hmm. She knew Cal would go off on Jack, and she got exactly what she expected. Four. Jack and Rose distract the lookouts by causing a disturbance on deck. Thanks to them, Titanic strikes the iceberg five rose saves jack from his handcuffs but it's rose's fault he even got in that situation she got him involved six after jack goes to extremes to get rose on a lifeboat in a situation where he's finally rid of the quote little woman unquote and can now try and take care of himself the nut rose jumps back and again is a burden to jack the question of whether or not rose should have helped jack once she was safely on the floating debris is questionable however the fact is she offered no help and only held his hand while he froze to death. That Rose <laughs> is a real winner. Jack should have shoved her ass under the water and taken her place on the paneling. Then we could have had a real ending to the movie. Jack throws the heart of the ocean, which he stole, into the sea, goes back to meet Rose, and finds out she married Captain Smith.
1: Um,
2: so this, was, right. I, this is At the com- end, this guy had me this is a very good trolling actually like it starts off and you're like yeah it's 4chan or something but yeah by the end grade a trolling
0: (laughs) she marries captain smith oh man all right well uh do you guys have anything else on this before we wrap it up nah all right Listeners, you should join our Listener Society on Facebook. It's called Titanic Minute Steerage. You can join it at titanicminute.com slash steerage. If you like listening to Joe and Duff get mad at me, you could spend every day of your life watching people get mad at me at that group. That's essentially <laughs> what? what happens there. Um, but we will be back tomorrow with Minute 137.